Hi everyone, this is Connor, and I'm one of the hosts of the Group Golf Therapy Podcast. Before we get into this episode of our open invite series, I wanted to share a quick content warning. This episode features discussion about suicidality and attempt of suicide. If you or someone you know is suicidal, please contact your physician, go to your local ER, or call the suicide prevention hotline in your country. Thank you for listening, and here's open invite. I felt trapped. I felt like there was no way out. I felt like this thing that has meant the world to me throughout my entire life was like crumbling. That felt like the escape button I needed to, to push. That is Maya Reddy. Maya is a former professional golfer who just days ago secured her law degree from the University of Pennsylvania. This is Open Invite, a three-part series that shares Maya's path in golf. Despite success as a junior, being named All-American three times in college, and eventually competing at the professional level, Maya's relationship with golf hasn't always been straightforward. After heading to Southern California to embark on her collegiate golf career, Maya began unpacking her relationship with her identity as a queer woman of color and navigating those identities in a space that historically has not been the most welcoming. In this second episode, we'll hear how Maya acclimated to college life, her growing interest in advocacy work, and the traumatic impacts of competing under an abusive coach. The Open Invite series is produced by us at Mind Your Media in conjunction with the team at Uncommon. Thanks for listening, and here's Maya. Basically, golf at that point was, this is what I'm going to use to get into college. As much as I was playing competitively, it was all really for that goal of get to college. I don't know if I was like actually thinking about scholarships because I think at that point I knew that I wasn't necessarily competitive enough for like a D1 scholarship, but I knew that I wanted to go play in college and go to like a good college, whatever that means, like a good fit for me. I basically got into no schools <laughs> until like the very, kind of like the tail end of when you're getting acceptance letters. And I got into Claremont McKenna College. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's in LA. Like, this will be great. What really made me excited about CMC was I like, I want to make sure I have the opportunity to play golf. But I also was like really, really wanting to work in the film industry. That was my whole thing. Um, and so it was like, I want to learn film studies and I want to learn kind of like political science. Because for me, like the two, it's like you get to use film and entertainment to bring visibility to or to have like commentary on different social issues. Along with Maya's classroom ambitions, she also had to balance a demanding golf schedule and the temptations of being away from home for the first time. The golf program was kind of like nascent. 
I have no idea what I was expecting when I came to CMC. I was like a fucking hot mess when I got there. Basically drunk all the time. <laughs> like part, you know, just like first taste of freedom, first taste of like partying and just wild and so much fun. We had like a 24 hour party. So I did the entire 24 hours and later that day had practice. And so I was just like, for freshman year, I was basically either slightly tipsy when I went to practice or just like hungover as all hell. But yeah, that was my freshman year. It was like kind of getting acclimated to just college, balancing like college classes with practice, getting to know like new teammates. And I think I really benefited off of the fact that the golf team was just starting out. So the pressure wasn't super immense and I got to just kind of like figure it out. We had like a really supportive coach, Sunny Markham, who played on the Korean LPGA, but she treated us like a family. She'd always say this thing. She was like, one chopstick can't stand up by itself. Like you have to have two together. And just really trying to build the, like we are a team, even though we're out there as individuals, it's like we all have each other's backs. My freshman year was also the year I came out. If it wasn't for the fact that our team was such a family, um, I don't know if I would have ever felt comfortable with that. Two of my teammates, Lauren Buchanan and then Brittany Asobe, they were like my big sisters, my captains, my like favorite people, incredible friends to have who like set the tone, who set this kind of like supportive atmosphere, this like excitement, wanting to go have fun on the course. Like we're all competitive, but at that point it was just more of feeling comfortable and like enjoying the ride and like having this camaraderie. When I came out, they were nothing but supportive. It really wasn't that big of a deal in this really special way. And if I didn't have that, I don't think I would have been as gung-ho about wanting to get into advocacy. Because I was like, fuck, like, I didn't have this growing up, but I have this now. introduced me to Skins, the UK show. There was this Naomi storyline in the second generation where it's like a gay storyline and it helped me come out. It was like this representation that I think at that point I needed and helped me just come out to myself and then feel like confident about coming out to my friends on campus. I don't remember exactly how I came out to my teammates, but I do distinctly remember the feeling of like watching that show and feeling like really seen or, or kind of just seeing myself in it and just like feeling more comfortable in myself. I had a professor at the time, out lesbian, married to this like Grammy award winning artist, her wife, and she was just open about it. And I instantly, I was like, oh, that's like, you know, I'm obsessed with, you are my mom now, basically. <laughs> um, 
And through that, started getting more into looking at representation in film, which was kind of everything I was interested in and wanted to do. And having that kind of space to really dive into it and think about it, and then being able to relate that to myself. Having this really supportive environment of friends on the golf team who just were there, just super accepting, was huge. And I, more than anything, it made me feel really safe at school and then really safe on the golf course, which literally I, is the biggest reason why I got so much better through college. Like that second year, my sophomore year, we won our league for the first time in history. And then we went to nationals, which was like the first time in program history. I got All-American, which was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, that sophomore year where I was like, oh shit, like I can do this stuff. Like I can play, like I've gotten better in this really supportive environment where it's like about having fun and I can just like be myself. And I know that like my teammates and my coach have my back. We won league Skyac championships again, went to nationals again. I got All-American again, happened again senior year. The big thing that changed was that our freshman and sophomore year coach, Sunny, who I adore, was fired for not really a tangible reason. And the coach that took over had no experience in golf, was like the basketball coach. and. She sucked. The way that she coached the team was, okay, like, you guys went to nationals. We're going to make you insanely competitive and, like, just hammer in the competitiveness and, like, make sure that you're... It was, like, boot camp, basically, for golf because she wanted, like, the success again. And it was really toxic. It really highlighted to me that to be good at golf, to be good at a sport, to be really competitive, it's all about creating like a super supportive atmosphere where like you feel like a community, a family where like you're standing by each other. And I remember our first nationals, I remember having like a really, really hard time and then just being able to look over to the next fairway and see like Lauren walking down the fairway and just being like, okay, like I, you know, like just feeling like there are other people on the course that are rooting for me and I'm rooting for them. So I went into senior year, this coach got more intense. For the majority of the year, I was in top three in the country for a division um and I was like fuck yeah I'm gonna win nationals <laughs> and so that was like my whole thing I was like I want to win nationals but the way that this coach was creating this aggressively competitive toxic atmosphere did not help that and they ended up becoming more abusive towards me that kind of derailed my second semester. Like I was kind of at a high and then 
started kind of like experiencing a lot of targeted abuse from this coach, emotional and mental abuse to the point where the coach like complained to the athletic director that I was rude to her. She wanted control over the team and because I was like captain and had like a good relationship with the team and advocated for us to have smarter practice opportunities, it was like a threat to her whole thing. Hey everyone, this is Jonathan Cantor. I'm the founder of Uncommon, and I'm incredibly proud to release our Open Invite collection. Open Invite is an Uncommon capsule collection designed to be a call to action for inclusivity. It's built on a belief that tomorrow can be better than today. It's a story told through golf, but it's bigger than golf. Proceeds from the Open Invite collection will benefit the Out Foundation and Athlete Ally, and their work to defend the rights of the LGBTQIA community in sport. Head over to Uncommon.Golf to grab your set of open invite golf balls. Thank you for listening. And now back to Maya. So that fucked up my senior year. And even when I brought it up to the athletic director, they were like, nah, this is just what happens with strong personalities. Like this is just how coaches treat strong personalities, which is like, fuck off. Nobody did anything. It just continued. This coach basically sabotaged nationals. It was just me and another one of my teammates that went as individuals. The coach basically made my teammate wear a different uniform than I did during the rounds. So it looked like we weren't on the same team. It was like separating and isolating me out from my teammates and creating this kind of like rift. So before we were all like super, super close And then this started happening and it wasn't that. And so it kind of went from, you know, being on the golf course and feeling like everybody has your back, like I have everybody's back to just being like, fuck, like I'm alone out here, like super isolated. Like, what did I do wrong? Like kind of more vulnerable, just really bad mental and emotional abuse. Get to nationals. It's a point where the coach screamed at my parents in front of the clubhouse during a practice round. Didn't follow me at all during the rounds. So like basically other coaches were coaching me, like my playing competitors, their coaches were coaching me and just like encouraging me, bringing me water, bringing me snacks. And this coach, mine, wasn't anywhere to be found. It got really bad. I, like, attempted suicide at Nationals. I attempted, but before, like, any action was actually taken, my parents found me, you know, like, came into the room and, like, stopped it, essentially. So I'm very much grateful for that. But I still had fucking golf to play. So I had to like go back out on the course the next day. I had to go out and play. And it was truly absurd having to do that. Didn't play well, obviously. At this Nationals, they had a cut. It didn't make the cut, um, which 
was horrible, you know, like demoralizing also. <laughs> and then my parents were like, okay, we were in Florida. They were like, okay, let's go to Disney World. <laughs> like on our way out so we went to Disney World just like because they wanted to cheer me up I was like graduating they wanted like some kind of nice end to this so yeah I was like very depressed post-suicide attempt at Disney World which is kind of like a wild uh wild image or a wild thing to say don't remember a lot of the details just because I like have shut it out. A lot of these opportunities, a lot of these hopes that I was working towards. I was like, yeah, I want to win nationals. But more than that, I was like, I just want to be like in contention. And that I felt like that got taken away from me. That kind of like feeling robbed, feeling like I did something wrong. I like didn't know how to get out of it. Like, I didn't know how to feel safe when the golf course used to be where I felt safe. I was at nationals and I wanted to play well and like I couldn't because there was so much going on in my head. Like I couldn't focus, like I couldn't find my game. It was just like I'm alone, like I'm separate from my team. All I want to do more than like being in contention at nationals it was like I'd miss my teammates I miss my friends and I know for them like this whole experience wasn't easy on them either I just you know like I know my experience and I don't mean to kind of be like mine is worse than anybody else's I just didn't know how to make it stop now after a lot of therapy I recognize that suicidality and Suicide attempts are, at least for me, function a lot like coping mechanisms. Knowing that there's an escape button, I can just press exit and then it'll all be over. And I don't know if at that point, I don't know, like I don't know exactly what I was thinking, but I just, I felt trapped. I felt like there was no way out. I felt like this thing that has meant the world to me throughout my entire life was like, crumbling that felt like the escape button I needed to 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 push after all of that I was just like I need to I need to leave this behind like I don't know what my relationship with golf is but it hurts and as much as I wanted to not play golf, I also was like, I want to get what I feel like was taken away from me back. So I ended up leaving college on this really horrible note where it was like, I hated golf. I was like, I can't fucking do this. Even though like I was all American three years in a row, like I had got, my game had gotten really good. It was like almost like this message was sent to me that if I'm good, I'm like a threat to somebody's power or something like that. It felt like I got so much stolen from me and I was like, I just need to fucking leave. I've been able to come to terms as much as I can through a lot of therapy. Like it's still 
a really traumatic experience and I am still dealing with you know, flashbacks to things that happened, flashbacks to my attempt, and all of these triggers that, like, I truly did not realize were a thing. And so for me, it's like I've gotten to this point where I'm able to interact with my experiences. When we go through traumatic experiences, there's this empowerment of being able to tell your own story and to like really interact with what happened. And I think for me, I'm, I'm finally at that point where I'm able to interact with it and understand it. And as much as it's still, I still have really horrible, I don't know if it would be PTSD or, you know, it, it's still like, okay, that happened this experience it was like I want to harness my anger and hurt and like do something about it what is most therapeutic to me is like taking this horrible experience and like turning it into something like I, I just want to make meaning out of it and just being able to have a conversation be like this is what happened and like I can take ownership over my experience and my experience is mine and it's just like your experience is yours and that's valid and holding space for that is important and huge. I wish I had found therapy earlier, just like for my own individual processing and work, but just being believed. Like I wasn't believed by the athletic director um, for a really long time. They didn't take it seriously until like my car was totaled on the way to practice. And you know, it, it was only until way later in the semester that the president of our college took a meeting with all of us and he believed me. Like, he believed me. He validated my experience. And I don't know if any kind of, like, disciplinary action or sanctions or whatever happened after that, but that made a huge difference for me personally just to be believed. If I'm thinking about resources that I wish I had, I wish somebody believed me and was there and like cared. And I know other athletes at school had similar experiences with either this coach or other coaches where it's like this insane competitiveness where it's just like using athletes as tools to get to the end goal of winning something and not treating us like humans. But it's like, who is believing us? It's that wanting to advocate, being there to support us, being there to like support me. I think that would have made a huge difference in the way I was able to like find myself on the golf course. One of my big wounds or pieces of trauma that 
persists from that is wanting to be an advocate and speak out and just wanting to do stuff in service of my younger self. How can I believe? How can I do these things for my younger self in college when I was a kid? And I always have to be like, no, you speaking out, you standing up for yourself or doing this work isn't going to result in punishment. On the mini tours, we've talked about how people have had similar experiences and queer visibility and queer POC visibility in sports is really fucking important to me because I know how much that support meant to me throughout college and talking about the various forms that abuse can take in these competitive realms. It's not solely kind of like physical abuse, but like it can take forms in all of these different ways. And just because you're in a hyper-competitive atmosphere doesn't excuse or doesn't create an atmosphere where you're like, ah, that's just going to be part of the game. Next week, on the final episode of Open Invite, Maya turns her interest in advocacy into practice. She makes a challenging run at golf's toughest level, and she finds a home and family in her personal relationships. Open Invite is produced by Minder Media. Proceeds from Open Invite benefit the Out Foundation and Athlete Ally. Visit uncommon.golf to learn more about the campaign. Music in this episode was licensed by Epidemic Sound. Thanks for listening. Hit them straight and mind your golf.